I'm Ryan. Welcome to Bible on the Beach. I'm here today at uh, State Park here in San Clemente where I live. Beautiful spring day. Glad you can join us. And my focus is always uh, disciples making disciples. Uh, that means uh, people who follow Jesus, helping at least one other person to follow Jesus. As you do that uh, in your life, these little groups form. Those are called churches. That's how it's been since the beginning of the people who learned about Jesus and follow Jesus. So that's always my focus. Uh, for a Bible on the beach, uh, to make following God uh, very easy, very understandable, and very simple. Um, we tend to complicate things, and there's really no need for it. <clears throat> now, every time I open the Bible, I always say uh, this simple prayer, I, and I'd like you to do it with me. I just say, God, give me the eyes to see <clears throat> what I need to see today. Give me the ears to hear what I need to hear today, and then give me the heart to feel what it is that you're trying to get through to me today, to get into my spirit, because someone's going to come in my path today, and I'd like to have something nice to say to them that can point them to you. So having said all of that, God, help us to do that today uh, in Jesus' name. Now, we've been going through uh, the book of Acts. This is, of course, the beginning of, the, of what we call the church, uh, the people who followed God with their life instead of following themselves with their life. You know, God have a, has a purpose, an intention, a plan, something for us to do in this world that is unique and specific to you. Uh, it's a blueprint for your life. We're on this journey to discover it. And the quicker we say, hey, God, I give up whatever you want to do in my life, the better. Because God has amazing things for each and every one of us. It doesn't mean life is perfect. In fact, in life, you get your servings of suffering and your servings of success now what we tend to do is we follow god we tend to say well god god only gives me servings of success or god only gives me servings of suffering the reality is you get both in life that's called being mature that's called having a biblical worldview following god doesn't mean that you're exempt from pain and suffering and that God only gives you the mountaintops and social media pictures, just an endless stream of them for your life. That's not grounded in reality. Uh, the truth is that you, we get both as followers of Jesus and a mature godly perspective accepts both and appreciates both. So in that spirit, let's get into it today. <clears throat> Acts chapter 18, verse 1. When Paul left Athens, he traveled to Corinth where he met a Jewish man named Aquila, who was originally from northeastern Turkey. So Jesus said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the other ends of the earth. God starts with people that we like, that are like us, and then he's in the process of taking us uh, cross-culturally. Um, you know you're following Jesus or getting your sort of your black belt in following Jesus <clears throat> <clears throat> when you've gone not one culture out, not two cultures out, but three cultures out. That's what Paul's doing here. Paul's a spiritual black belt, and so he's in a region he's never been to, with the people he's never met, with a language he may not even understand. And so it's in this context that you need the most help, the most reliance upon prayer and the Holy Spirit. The more you go cross-cultural, the more you need a reliance upon prayer and the Holy Spirit to accomplish what it is that God 
is asking you to do. All you have is God as a resource. That's it. What's the resource? God. What's the plan? God. What's the strategy? God. What am I going to do today? God. The more comfortable we are, the more we tend to rely on our resources, which means our understanding, our experiences, our knowledge. And the further you get out on the faith limb, the more it's all about prayer and understanding what God wants us to do. So that's what Paul's doing here. Paul's in the wild, wild west of the spiritual world. He's cross-cultural, cross-language, cross-race. He's every he's way out there. Meets Aquila. His wife Priscilla had recently immigrated from Italy to Corinth because Emperor Claudius had expelled all the Jews from Rome. Since Paul and Aquila <coughs> were tent makers by trade, Paul moved in with them and they became business partners. So God uses Paul's ability to build great tents to build a bridge over to a guy that he doesn't have a lot in common with. Now, God wants to use everything in your life. In my life, uh, God often uses my level of education, my experience surfing, and my experience bicycle riding to build bridges uh, into people that don't know about God, don't follow God, don't care about God. That's fine. God wants to use the talents that you have in your life, even the hobbies, even your experiences, to build bridges uh, into other people's lives. It's very natural. Um, it's not weird. You just you just go about your day. How many times have I been out riding my bike and God led me to this conversation with this person or I was surfing, God led me to this conversation with this person. Um, so that's how it works. Just naturally relaxed and relational. Not anxiety-filled, high-stress, programmatic and weird that's not what it means to be a disciple and a follower of jesus he just uses your natural life in a supernatural <clears throat> way now every sabbath day paul spoke openly in the synagogue to both jews and non-jews attempting to persuade them to believe the message of jesus so the synagogue was paul's sweet spot and it's because paul understood the culture perfectly uh this was his sweet spot because he was a Pharisee of Pharisees. Um, he was a hundred percent, had a hundred percent understanding of Judaism, both schools of Judaism, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He would have spoken from a position of leverage because he understood the culture so well. So <clears throat> what does he do when he goes into a new area? He, of course, wants to play to his strengths. So we, we find himself there where where he can sort of hold court, uh, literally holding court in the temple courts and speaking from his understanding of the Old Testament and then his experience that he had with Jesus. So when Silas and Timothy finally arrived in Macedonia, Paul spent all his time preaching the word of God, trying to convince the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. So he lays out his understanding of who Jesus was in the Old Testament, his experience on the Damascus Road, to bring forth a powerful argument for uh, Jesus working in and through his life. I want you to think about your life for a minute. Is Jesus working in your life every day and in every way? Is he really moving in you and through you? Well, we want him to be. In fact, let's ask God right now, hey, God, would you work in my life and would you work through my life? Because I know you're not done with my life. <clears throat> so he says here, <clears throat> they had 
viciously slandered him and hurled abuse on him. He symbolically shook the dust off his clothes in protest against them. He said to them, have it your way then. I'm guiltless as to your fate, for the blood guilt of your actions will be on your own heads. And from now on, I will preach to the non-Jews. So all you can do is sort of lay out your understanding of the gospel, lay out your what God has done in your life, and then you leave it for people to make uh, the decisions for if they want to serve God or not. So leaving the synagogue, Paul went to the home of Titus, a convert to Judaism, for he and his family attended the Jewish meetings, and they had all become believers in Jesus. Crispus, the leader of the synagogue, believed in the Lord, together with his entire family, and many of the Corinthians who heard what had happened believed in the Lord, and we're baptized. So what's happening here is Paul is starts with one starts in one place and ends up in another place. A lot of times we start out um, in one spot in our life and we end up in another spot in our life. And so sometimes serving God feels like you're a pinball in a pinball machine and you're getting bounced around everywhere and it can feel arbitrary, it can feel different, it can feel weird. Reality is, <clears throat> is sometimes God just bounces us around <clears throat> because he has different people for us to talk to, different things for us to do. That's okay. Serving God is dynamic and fluid. It's not static and sedentary. So when we understand that, <clears throat> life, we start to relax a little bit more. So Paul's getting bounced around a bit. Starts in the synagogue. He goes over here and he talks to this family. God moves. People follow him. People are baptized. So one night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a supernatural vision and said, Don't ever be afraid. Speak the words that I give you and don't be intimidated because I'm with you. No one will be able to hurt you, for there are many in this city who I call my own. So when you get bounced around a lot, when you get pinballed a lot, there's a tendency to lose your courage to lose your boldness, to lose your strength. God says, no, 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 no. You say the words that I have for you to say, back down from no one, not now, not ever. You never back down. You always say what God wants you to say. You always do it in courage. You always hold your ground. You're always faithful. People will come. People will go. People will applaud you. People will slander you. It doesn't matter. We get successes, we get sufferings uh, in this life. The results are totally up to the Lord. We just live life, and then the results, does God call you to suffer for him? Yes. Does God call you to be successful for him? Yes. The results of what you're doing are totally left up to God. <clears throat> so, this is a, a variation of the charge that God gave to Joshua, one of my life verses, Joshua 1, 9. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For I am with you everywhere you go. So this is a variation on that. And so Paul would have understand this sort of slight charge that he gave to Joshua in the Old Testament to him. Be strong. Be courageous. Keep speaking the words that I give you. That's the call of every follower of Jesus to be strong, to be courageous, and keep doing whatever it is that God has asked you to do. <clears throat> now, Paul brought before the Roman official Gallio, 
Now, at that time, Gallio was the regional governor who ruled over the Roman province of Achaia, and the Jews turned against Paul and him together to seize him and bring him publicly before the governor's court. They accused him before Gallio, saying, this man is creating a disturbance by persuading people to worship God in ways that are contrary to our laws. So remember, Paul's getting, Paul's all over the place. Cross-cultural, in the temple, out of the temple, getting successes, getting sufferings, getting slandered. Paul is literally, remember I said Paul's a black belt? He's showing you that every situation is getting thrown at him, and he is bobbing and weaving in and out of every move like somebody in a five-round jiu-jitsu match. And he's handling it really, really well, just like we should. <clears throat> he says, Just as Paul was about to speak in his defense, Galileo interrupted and said, Wait. If this involved some major crime or fraud, it would be my responsibility to hear the case. But this is nothing more than a disagreement amongst yourselves over semantics and personalities and traditions of your own Jewish laws. Boy, isn't that true? People want to make disagreements these days around semantics, personalities, and traditions. Well, all of those are irrelevant. You know, Jesus and the Bible never change. Our semantics, our personalities, and our traditions, those are fluid. Those change all the time. <clears throat> and the devil loves to come in and bring disagreement and sow distrust over semantics, personalities, and traditions. The reality is, is that Jesus is the vision of our faith, but the version of our faith is something that we get to pick. This is what Paul is splicing down the middle. He's saying, you're, you're letting your version of following God get in the way of your vision of following God. <clears throat> and Galileo understands this quite astutely. He says, go settle it yourselves. I refuse to be the judge of these issues. That Well, that's a wise man. A, a wise man stays away from personalities, semantics, and traditions. So Galileo dismissed them from the court. Immediately the crowd turned on Sosthenes, one of the leaders of the synagogue who sided with Paul. They seized him and beat him up right there in the courtroom, but Galileo showed no concern at all over what was happening. If people think serving God is easy and you don't get in crazy situations, you haven't followed God for five minutes. People fight, people slander, people accuse you. It is, it's the wild, wild west when you're really serving the Lord. So wherever you find yourself today, keep serving God, keep going, keep trusting him, keep doing great things. And I wanna thank you for joining Bible on the Beach today. It's always my prayer that this blesses you. If you're getting taught out of this and getting encouraged out of it, please tell someone else to subscribe and follow along. And until then, I hope you have a beautiful day. Thanks so much.